0: Hey, you guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I truly get so excited before everyone, but I'm especially excited to share Katie with all of you. Katie is one of my mastermind clients, and I have just watched her blossom and flourish and really connect to her higher self and her mission and her purpose over the past couple of months that we've worked together, and I can't wait to continue to watch her grow and expand her business and her presence in the online space and share her message with all of you. But before I announce what she does, who she is, I want to share a couple announcements with you guys. So number one, last week I ran a Confidence Recode, and you guys, the energy in this group, the transformations that occurred coming off of this call was Powerful. I had women who were remembering, you know, events that had occurred that were really holding them back from stepping into their confidence. I helped them purify um, by allowing the divine to flow through me and allowing myself to be open up and be the channel. I shared some light language. I shared some recodings and activations. And what happens when we do that is that people get massive transformations. So if you're ready to purify the stories, if you're ready to purge, if you're ready to step into the next level of confidence. And do what you came here to do. You can grab the replay in the show notes. The second thing I want to announce to you guys is that I have opened up my Become Magnetic Mastermind. And oh my god, I'm so excited. I I I I I I I I, I feel like I'm singing a song. <laughs> You guys hear me saying way too often on this podcast, just saying, or maybe not often enough. Maybe there's going to be more of that in the future. Okay. Become Magnetic, magnetic Mastermind. You guys, this is my all-time favorite program that I have. It is my favorite program to run because I'm bringing a, a group of women together who are all on the same path, who are all moving in the same direction, and who are all ready to step up and actually put their gifts out into the world actually build that life of freedom and flexibility that they've been craving and they're ready to merge both the spiritual with the strategy to build a business in the online space and what I can tell you is that when a group of women come together like this there are transformations that occur in that container that cannot happen when we do this alone and I get so excited hosting these events I get so excited hosting this group of women because I know that each of the women coming into this container will forever have their lives changed. So what this program is, it is a five month coaching container. I take you through eight strategy and spiritual topic calls, how to use energetics in your business to really magnetize clients and opportunities to you that are in alignment with your soul. I help you tap into your soul's purpose and vision. I... Do eight training calls that range from everything from eliminating living, eliminating eliminating mind viruses. Why was that so hard to say? To sales and how to launch a program out into the world using energetic practices, using strategy. How to use create your creative gifts. How to tap into your creative gifts. How to tap into your spiritual gifts. And then on top of the eight training calls, there's going to be five activations that we do as a group that will, if you have not listened to the you know, recoding I did in the confidence retraining, it will be something similar to that based on what this collective group needs. There will be five one-on-one calls with you and I, there will be a ton of bonus content that you can access for life ranging from how to create a podcast to how to tap into your creative flow to create content and how to create a business plan. All of this stuff that you can use at any point in your business as you're preparing and getting ready to do whatever step you're feeling called to. Um, and then the last part, and obviously my favorite part, is a retreat. And I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, a lot of pe- fear and around traveling. And what I want to say is that we're going to decide as a group when this feels in alignment. Um, it won't be for several months. The, the mastermind doesn't start until May. And so we will be deciding on dates as you guys enter this program. What I want to say to this is that if you really feel called to this, I know there's, uh, I I mean, I've been there where I felt called to something and I waited and I paused for (laughs) several years too long. And what I want to say is that if you truly feel called, if your higher self is telling you, yes, this is the next step. This is what you need to do. This is the program you need to enter. What I would ask you to do is just trust your intuition and when we do this, I know it's sometimes scary. I know it's, ter- I know it's terrifying actually. But what I can say on the other side of that is that we build our trust muscle with our intuition. And then this isn't just for this program. This is for any direction you feel called to in life. Trust the nudges you guys. You have no idea where they're going to lead you, but I can guarantee that you putting one foot in front of the other and taking that step, taking that next most aligned step, taking that next most aligned step, you will have massive transformation for yourself and for your business. So that's all I'm going to say about the mastermind. Um, If you are ready to create that life of freedom, girlfriend, let's do this. I am here for you. I am ready. I'm ready to serve you. And what I will say is for the amount of shit you get in this program, the value is ridiculous. Like the price point on this is ridiculous for the amount of value you're going to get out of it. So if you feel called, I don't think there's any programs out there that provide this much content, this much, much transformation, this much in person, this much, time with me you guys get unlimited voxer for this price point and so if you feel called make sure you you, you know get get your application in. there's only 11 spots also i forgot to say this last thing and then we will dive into this episode but katie or <laughs> katie blah, blah, blah. What am I saying? Um, Oh, early bird. Hi. Hi, brain. We see you. Um, Early bird ends next Monday. I think it's like the, I don't even know what the exact date on it, but it ends next Monday at midnight. So this podcast episode came out on Monday, the 16th. So exactly seven days from now at midnight, the mastermind early bird ends. And you guys, the Early Bird gives you the most extended payment plan that you can stretch it over a longer period of time. It's going to give you an extra bonus course so you're going to get access to and I'm giving you actually the option to either my unshackled program or soul activation one to tap into the most confident most queen version of you the other to help you align with your soul's purpose so whichever you're feeling called to I'm going to give you access to one of those and a bonus one-on-one call that you can use before we even get started in the mastermind so if you feel called I would love to work with you I would love to have you Now, let's talk about this episode with Katie. So Katie is one of my clients who's currently in the mastermind. She is a soul alignment guide. She talks all about the miracle mindset, the morning mindset. She shares her raw, authentic story, and I don't think I need to say much about her because her energy is so powerful and so potent and so pure, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode with her. Katie, thank you so much for being here and sharing your message with the audience. I'm so excited to share you with all of the listeners and yeah, you're just such a light and I'm so excited to bring this energy into the podcast and into this community. Um, Before we get started, why don't you share with the audience a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today?
1: Ah, thank you, Shelby. Thank you for having me. Um, you've been such a light in my life, and I'm so excited to be here. Uh, a little bit about me I live in Minnesota, and I grew up in very rural, small town Minnesota. And I think my journey really started when I was young. Um, I always knew that there was something different about me. Um, I was a lover of fairy tales and Harry Potter and all things woo and nature connected. Um, I was always kind of the sister that would stay in and read and fantasize and just let my imagination, like, roll with it when everybody else was, you know, doing other things. So, you know, enter into high school years, and I got into the party scene, and I kind of spent my entire high school trying to – Fit in while also trying to stand out. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. um, I fought authority a lot. Um, I fought the systems. I didn't really, I didn't really believe that there was one way to live. I didn't believe the box that we were in, especially in rural Minnesota. You know, the graduate, get married, have two babies, and grow up on a farm. Um, so I went away to college and. My 20s were really like the catalyst to my spiritual awakening. Um, In my 20s, I again continued partying and almost tried to like numb out some of the inner feelings that were going on with me. Um, I was on a search for love and I was kind of looking outside of myself to fulfill what was needing to be fulfilled inside of me. And so um, I ended up. My journey really was through kind of wellness is what I like to relate it to. Um, I gained your typical, you know, freshman 30. And, and really that was attributed, I think, to numbing out, um, drinking and eating and trying to like stuff away my emotions um, and not feel what was really going on inside of me. And on the flip side, when I finally realized what was going on, I took like a complete 360 and went like disordered eating the other way, mm-hmm. and so each kind of awakening led to extremes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, after college, I had I would say like my true spiritual awakening in about 2012, and I know a lot of people talk about the year 2012, and. Ever since I've started to hear more about that year and kind of the portal that opened up, I'm like, Oh my God, that was, that was me. (laughs) I had, I had my first job out of college and I met this woman who worked in the same building as me and some way and somehow she got me into pendants and crystals and we started talking about all things woo. And it was the first time I think that I was ever really able to express what I really felt inside that I had some Mm. soul and some spirit that was able to connect with me on this, on such a deep emotional level. And she was almost like a mother that I like my spiritual mother in a way. Like she just totally nurtured this little seed inside of me Mm. and it was so beautiful. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of continued on. I kind of fell in and out of awakening, I would say, um, from 2012 until just recently again in 2019. I think, Shelby, you reawoke another, you know, spiritual flame inside of me. And just by you sharing your, your light and your love and your truth, I was able to kind of feel safe. and step out, um, you know, make kind of that spiritual decision to carry on with what I eternally knew was forever mine, and that was to share my voice and to share my truth. So here we are. I am on a new kind of adventure, and
0: yeah, I have no idea where this next chapter will go. I have full body chills. I'm like, oh. I love that you said it's like you felt safe to actually express like this is who I am. And I think there's a lot of us out there in the world who are walking around, especially us light workers. And if you're not familiar with what a light worker is, I had someone reach out to me on Instagram yesterday and was like, What is a light worker? And it's really just these <laughs> light beings, high vibrational souls that came here with a purpose and a mission to raise the consciousness of humanity. And I think for most of us, we did feel that same way. I was like, as you were speaking, Katie, I was like, Oh yeah, I read books and got caught up in fantasy land. And it was like because I never really like, understood the 3D life. It never resonated with me the exact same way you felt too. And it's interesting to see how many of us come together and we're like, we just never felt like the rest of humanity. I never could figure out why everyone was so content when I was like, but there's something else here. There's something else I need to be doing. This isn't it. And so it's like finally coming home to us again. I love that you brought that up. And like, it's okay to express that. It's okay to be seen. It's okay to be heard. It's okay to be like this version of you that is your truth, really.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the beauty of it too was, you know, growing up and hearing, you know, just be quiet and mm -hmm. don't bring that up. And why are you asking so many questions? And just, you know what
0: I mean? Like, yes, I know exactly what you mean. Me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yes. And the teacher's not, you know, not really appreciating the challenges. And I think a lot of the times it gets, it gets miscommunicated that, oh, you're just a, you know, a bratty teenager. But in reality, I feel like that's one of the most like, spiritual times in our life. I mean, we're going through these huge transitions and we're we stepping into our independence and we're learning like who we are and we're learning how our bodies really work through that, you know, sexual time of our lives as well. Like we're developing, you know, into who we are. And we have a lot of questions. And I I just I was so lost in that time and I was just searching for somebody to relate to. And I think that was, you know, one of the things that at that moment in my life, I wish I would have had somebody to really connect to like I have, you know,
0: later on now. Mm. Yes, yes. And it's like how many of us all felt that same way of like there's something missing and then we do go and search for it in alcohol or relationships or something that like we think is going to fill up that part of us that just comes from within And I want to circle back to something you said about being on the journey and like seeking love outside of you. And I'm really curious about like, how did that unfold for you? When you were in that, you know, t- early twenties and constantly seeking external, 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 was there a shift that occurred for for you that you were like, "Oh my gosh, I need to find this from within," or was it something that just naturally unfolded? How was that? How did that journey look for you? Mm, gosh, that is such a good question.
1: Um, I did. I actually had kind of a come to Jesus moment, and I want to share this because it's really important, I think, to understand that, you know, sometimes you will have the come to Jesus and sometimes you won't. For me, after I graduated college and I had so much, um, so many issues around my body and my image, and I I kind of got into, so I got into bodybuilding hoping that that would change. Hoping that, you know, if I could If I could have the perfect body and if I could do this thing and have it be with a coach and structured and get up on stage and win these things, then I would feel accomplished and I would feel finally okay with my body and I would love myself. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: what I found through that process, and I would never change this part of my journey because I believe it was such a learning curve for me, is that Love can only be found within yourself and it can't be found with the perfect body and it can't be found with a perfect diet and it can't be found, you know, by being perfect in your life. And the moment that really hit me was it was 2015 and I will never forget. I can see this moment in my eyes every single day if I want to. We got up and we were about to take um, check-in photos so, you have to like send a photo in the morning to your coach to see, you know, how you look. And that determines what you eat up until showtime. And so, for anybody that's not familiar with bodybuilding, you get on a stage and you basically have a line of judges judge you on what your body looks like. They deem you in points and they kind of put value on if your muscles are, you know, shredded enough or if you, some people are too muscular in their abs. And it's very, it's a very yucky process now that I look back on it. But the moment was when I looked at that photo and I just felt so defeated because I saw somebody who was still fat. I saw somebody who wasn't ready for the stage. Um, you know, my, my quads weren't lean enough. My, my abs looked bloated. Um, I was holding too much water. I must have ate too much yesterday. Like, I'm not ready. And all of those years of hard work leading up to this moment, were gone. Like, anything that I felt proud of was gone in an instant. And the instant was that I felt unworthy. And I felt undeserving to even get up on stage with all these other women. And it was a moment where ego really took hold of me. And it kind of, like put me back into this box that I had always felt, you know, that unworthiness and that I wasn't worthy of love. I wasn't worthy of love of myself and my body and I wasn't worthy of love by somebody else. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so after that moment, I decided that I, I owed it to myself To start focusing on self-love and self-acceptance and throwing away the food scale and, you know, stop spending hours in the gym and stop looking to outside forces in order to feel fully at home and love in my body.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I'm just like full body chills right now because how many of us, how many of us have... Done that. I I I just remember like very, and I think it was actually in 2012. So it's interesting that like our looking back now. But I had a moment where I had been I was eating like a thousand calories a day in college, and I still felt fat. And it was like every day I would go and I would like have carrots and hummus for lunch. I would have a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner. I would have like you know whatever. At two eggs for breakfast. I like goes like, all everything was all pinned out every single day. And I had this like light bulb moment where I was like, am I going to do this for the rest of my fucking life and still feel miserable in my body? Like, is this worth it? Like to be this restricted, to be this con- like controlling over everything. And don't get me wrong, like it didn't change overnight because that like, <laughs> is a fucking process to find self-love. And I don't think I really truly deeply and completely loved and accepted myself for another probably four years after that. And I'm still working on it. But it's Mm -hmm. interesting that it's like, we have these moments of like, we're working so hard towards something that we think is going to give us that love and acceptance we're searching for, when in the reality, it it can never come from anything other than from within. And it doesn't matter if you're on the, like you said, the freshman who gained 30 pounds or 15, and or the person who is under, you know, training for a freaking bodybuilding competition, there's still that same energy within. And so it just goes to show that you in, you can change your external, all you want. You can continue to like control and change and control and change. But if the love isn't there within, n- that feeling is never going to go away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm so curious for you what it looked like and if that journey was like you woke up and you're like, oh my God, I don't love myself. And then over like a couple months, a couple years, like how does that look for you to go from that place of like controlling your body and like putting validation on external and like your your circumstances to where you are today, where I really feel your energy as this loving, accepting being, right? So how, how does that journey, what did that journey look like if someone is in the same position you were in a few years back?
1: Well, and I think it was a couple of things, because at this same time, um, there was a falling out that was happening along with a boyfriend that I had at the time. And so not only was I falling apart inside of myself, but I was also falling apart in this relationship. And you really spoke to it when you said control, because my issue was trying to control things in my life. And as these things were slipping away, I was kind of like losing, losing a part of me, like losing an identity of myself. And I think part of that external force was, you know, trying to control my boyfriend at the time in this relationship to be who I wanted him to be right? To have Mm -hmm. the same values and the same morals that I did. And trying to manipulate my body and him and all of these circumstances that were just like crumbling. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that as we go forward and move like up in our life, we have to crumble. The old has to die away. And so this was definitely a long process. It You know, I might have had the light bulb moment, but it took a lot of time and it took a lot of inner work. And so, ironically enough, I think the universe always knows what we need and things started showing up in my life. Um, Instagram started showing me, you know, these people that had left the bodybuilding world and were now on to doing more spiritual work or, um, you know, there was these opportunities where I was running into people who were talking about body positivity and acceptance and the universe was guiding me on this journey. And there were times I remember where I would be, you know, you go from such a high high and you feel so like radically new And then you slip back into an old way because there's a trigger that had come Mm up and yeah, it took baby steps. I mean, I honestly like food was such a control for me that, you know, in the bodybuilding world, a lot of the times I would bring my Tupperware to family gatherings. I would bring my Tupperware of food out to eat with people. And I was truly missing this like social connection with my soul with others because I wasn't I was disconnected while I was with them so I Mm -hmm. wasn't ever fully present and so through journaling and through doing um mindset work and finding new kind of a new identity to associate with um really helped me to kind of move away from being known as the person with an amazing body or the person who knew all things about fitness and nutrition and, you know, what to eat and what not to eat. I think that was another thing. Um, I controlled conversations by talking about, like, why protein is so good for you and... Mm. <laughs>
0: God, I did the same fucking shit. Oh uh, yeah. like, talking About nutrition, you shouldn't be eating that. La, 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 la. Oh
1: yes. <laughs> yes. And I just look back and I like cringe. I'm like, oh my god, why was I that person? But I think that's all a part of our journey, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how that's how we got to where we are today. We have to go through those things so we can help others through the weeds, mm-hmm. and that's really been, you know, kind of an aha that's come up for me the last few months is turning that pain, turning that true like desire to find love out inside of myself into my passion and into that next journey
0: of helping others. Mm -hmm. God, yes, yes. And I just like want to reflect too is like sometimes when that control is there, it's on the like conversation piece, I, I witnessed in myself, as you brought that, that up, this like came through, it's like, it's just a way for us to keep ourselves on the surface, because it can be really scary to go to that deeper level, especially if your entire life, like when you're talking about the questions that you were asking all the time, I was the same fucking kid. I was like, <laughs> asking my mom a few weeks ago, I was like, what was I like as a kid? Because there's parts of my childhood that I really can't remember. And I'm sure they'll come back to me as like, they need to, But I was like, what was I like as like a little kid? She's like, you asked a lot of fucking questions. (laughs) She didn't say fuck. (laughs) My mom doesn't say fuck. (laughs) But I was like, oh, I thought it was like goofy and playful. And she's like, no, you were like this deep, really like intuitive being. And I'm sure it was really hard for her to answer those questions. Because you think about it, we come from like ages zero to, you know, two, maybe up to seven. We're really still deeply connected to our higher self. So the questions that are coming through are coming from soul. They're not coming from like, you know, curiosity too, but like your soul is remembering things. And so as you ask these questions to adults who have disconnected, it's really uncomfortable for them to go to those places in themselves too. And so we get shut down, right? So we've been taught our entire lives to stay on the surface, stay on the surface, stay on the surface. Don't go that deep. Don't, don't ask those questions. it's, it's like this programming, the societal programming, when what we're all actually really craving on like a human level is that deep, soulful mm-hmm. connection. And so I just love that you said it. It's like a way to control because there is this fear of actually asking the questions or having the conversations that would be harder to have.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's so beautiful because as I get older, I realize that surface level conversations are not for me like mm-hmm. unless I can have a deep soul-filled conversation with you like I'm not I don't want to know what the weather is like you know mm-hmm. what I mean oh like, my god yeah <laughs> I want to know your dreams and your desires and where you want to travel and uh, all of these things and people are so uncomfortable and I feel like there's it's almost like we're all lost to ourselves still. Because I get a lot of, well, I don't know. I've never thought about that. Well, like, why would, why would you care about that? And it's like, because Mm -hmm. I deeply, I'm connected to you. Like, I feel you and I want to know more about you. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. You know, it's scary for people to open up. And to look at those parts of themselves. And I like that you said that it's like, sometimes we're connected on a soul level. So will ask questions to people that'll be triggering but your higher self is literally just trying to ask their 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 higher self is communicating behind the veil to your higher self and it's like mm-hmm. i need to ask this person this question so like as workers, one do not hold back on the questions but two it's like you're probably triggering That you might be the light bulb moment for someone else just by stepping in and asking the questions that are coming through for you and allowing yourself to be that open channel. And I think what we do, at least what I have done, especially in the beginning of this is I created more separation in my life. And I don't know if you did this, Katie at all, but I was like, oh, I'm going to just talk to my spiritual friends about this stuff, but I'm not going to talk to my friends and family, my regular friends and family, because they might get uncomfortable and I don't want to like force anything on anyone. And it's like, I'm actually doing them a disjustice by not just having these deep conversations conversations with everyone, because this is who I am as a, as a spirit and a soul. And so I'm not actually being real. I'm actually being a little manipulative by not going there with my friends and family, by not having those deep conversations, by not. And so I've had this transition in the past few months of like, where can I show up more authentically everywhere? Not just in my spiritual community, not just on my podcast, but with everyone and everywhere I go. Like, how can I stop creating this like wall that I've created with certain people in my life? and it's interesting too the like receptivity of it when we actually go there and if it's not receptive it's like no at least i express my my way of understanding things my you know the question i wanted to ask like at least i went there right at least i tried if if nothing else right yeah i absolutely love that because it's almost
1: as if our our ego is taking over and it's saying, oh, this person doesn't get it yet. Like, don't talk to them because they won't. Yes. And so we're assuming, we're assuming that they're not there yet and we're keeping them stuffed down so we can almost feel better about our spiritual self. Mm -hmm. And I was totally there. And it's interesting you say that because I started sharing first with my sisters because- I, we, so there's five of us girls in the family and we're all deeply connected on a soul level. Like Mm -hmm. I can, when I think about them, I can feel their energy inside of me. It's just, it's a really cool feeling to have. And Mm -hmm. I think at first there was a little like, "Mm, okay, Katie, what are you doing now? But now we'll like have those conversations on the regular, you know, they're reaching out for books and podcasts and, what was that that you talked about again? Like, I want to learn more about this. And it's just such a cool bond to have because it's that they want more, you know, their Mm -hmm. soul is like, we, this is time. Mm -hmm. Um, The interesting thing too, is um, my husband has started, like I've, I've started to become more open with sharing with him. And Mm -hmm. that really started after working with you Shelby, because my voice—I I did not feel comfortable sharing my true, authentic self until mm. joining the mastermind. And I think community has a lot to do with it, right? When we get mm-hmm. a community behind us that we really feel supported, no matter what, and then we share that energy, it just—it's almost as if we explode out and our auras just like yes. go crazy with our our fire and our passion.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. I think that's the best way to explain it too. And it's like, that's the power behind bringing masterminds and Richie together and why I'm so passionate about it is because you feel safe. And then when we feel safe and we feel held, we can actually expand out. But most of us are walking around feeling really unsafe up as who we are because of that childhood programming because of wounding because of traumas. And so if we aren't healing that shit, we can't really expand out. And so we have a lot of people And my, this is how I started my business at least where I was like, okay, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to make it work. And it didn't really work because I was like, so there was so much trauma locked up in my being. There was so much like fear of actually being who I truly am that my aura can't expand out. And when we think about you know, showing up in the world and sales and attracting in our tribe and like all the things that go into having a voice and a business and a impact in the world. We have to be expanded in order to receive, right? And so the moment that we feel safe and held is when we can actually start to expand. And then trickles into all the areas of our life, which I absolutely love because it's like then we're we're sharing that with our husband and then he's getting random Ascension symptoms. (laughs) Yes, oh my God. (laughs) Is he still going through that? By the way, that just popped into my head.
1: He is actually. um, And it's funny because I just heard on a podcast, uh, another podcast that they were talking about um, Mercury retrograde and like the year of 2020 and the energy And when this energy started to shift was in the middle of December, 2019, which is when his symptoms started Uh and they're still going on. And we're
0: now at the end of February. And so it's just, it's crazy. (laughs) I think too, they can persist if we're not integrating. So we can speak to that in a little bit, but like I'll have clients who I have a girl who's just signed this will be released a couple months. Anyway, she just enrolled in one of my courses. I'm just thinking timing of this. This isn't going to make sense if I go through the whole thing, but she enrolled (laughs) in one of my courses and legit, she like voice messaged me. She's like, I feel so nauseous all day, every day. I'm like, it'll pass. Like, it's fine. You're having Ascension symptoms, but we try to make it mean something as like, oh no, I have strep throat. But sometimes what can happen with Ascension symptoms too, I don't know, this needs to come through, whatever. This is how I, I roll too. Like the audience knows I'm a fucking squirrel. Um, but what happens when we resist them and we try to make them mean something, we can actually like have them stick around longer. So allowing him to like integrate and, and be in his body and breathe through whatever emotions are coming up. Cause sometimes we don't give ourselves the pause to let it integrate in, but you guys are going to Hawaii. So he's going to mm-hmm. be fine. He'll yeah. get grounded there. It'll all like integrate there for him. Um, yeah. We digress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I and am like, super excited about Hawaii though, because it is one of the most spiritual places yes. I'm reading and um, I think it's on top of Mount Haleakala that the like frequency matches the frequency of like your heart.
0: Yeah, that's what they say. It's like the heart chakra of the earth, and it's supposed to be yeah. like super purifying. And yeah, I've heard that too. Um, my my roommate that I have right now, she lived in Hawaii for six years, and she said people would literally get booted off the island if they were like out of alignment with soul. I was like, that is so fascinating. Oh so. My God. And it's going to be probably the best energetic experience. I think Bali is another one of those. That's like maybe like the crown tracker, the root tracker. It's like another like really high energetic place. So they have a list of these that I want to go to. So I'm like, oh, magic. Yes. I love that. Yes. yes. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience so that you're feeling called to just drop some wisdom on?
1: I think I do want to talk about... Um, Just that once I found love within myself, I found my soulmate within two months. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: throughout all of my 20s, I noticed that not only was I looking for substances to fulfill me, but I was looking for a boyfriend. I was looking for a mate, somebody that really got me. And the vibration that I was really operating at was not attracting in what I desired. Um, because I was looking for that surf, like I had that surface level love for myself. And so I was Mm -hmm. finding surface level love in others. And the moment that I really had that shift and I had that deep connection and that deep love within myself, my husband showed up and the really crazy thing about that. So we met online and he was outside of my swipe range, right? So we met on a dating app. And the weird thing is, is that we would have never, we would have never crossed, crossed paths. Like he would have never came up on my, on my app because he was out of that hundred mile radius, but he just so happened to be traveling through to go to one of his brother's baseball games. Mm-hmm. And for those that know me, I'm a huge lover of baseball. And so like the underlying theme is always like love and baseball mm-hmm. and Just the way that he, like our souls know each other. I, the moment that I saw him, the moment that I saw, I have this thing with eyes, the moment that I saw his eyes, it was like soul recognition. Like it was like coming home, right? Like coming home to my body and coming home to feeling safe. Like I, I have these feelings when I meet somebody that I, I know from lives past that it's just that like deep, it's like a big hug. That deep mm-hmm. sense of knowing, mm-hmm. and our relationship has been the path of least resistance. Like, it's been the easiest thing that I've ever gone through and done with somebody in my life. And I think the message there is you know, if you are searching for that true love and that soulmate, the number one thing you have to focus on first is yourself and mm-hmm. like making sure that you are you know, vibrating at that level within yourself, that you will attract that into your life with your soulmate. Mm.
0: Yes. And it's so interesting too, because I had the same experience where I was like, not really realizing it, but I kept dating for the, the, the sheer fact that it was like, I just, I just want somebody. I just want somebody, but I never understood why I want somebody because it, there was a disconnection from self, even what, through my growth. Like there was still this like little bit of a disconnect from self and I was still seeking it from the external. So when I ended my last rel- relationship, I like did nothing. I didn't date. I didn't go on apps. I like was just like, okay, I'm not available for anyone but my soulmate human being. And I'm going into solitude. And I'm going to focus on my business. I'm going to focus on my growth. I'm going to focus on God. And universe is just gonna figure it out and then like two months later like i was like yeah i'm gonna be single for a while it's gonna be great i'm gonna have a business i'm not gonna have any of this like boyfriend drama and then insert jamie my little my little love bug (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the world is it's it's interesting how it like all unfolds and the moment we like, you know, they say the moment you're not looking, he's going to show up. But I think the reason is when you're not looking, it's because you don't actually feel like you need anyone outside of you to fulfill those needs. It's no longer this, like I'm lonely. It's like, I truly enjoyed my company for those two months that I was like, I just love being alone with me. I love my popcorn dates with Sage and I, you know, sitting on the couch. It's like, it's a total shift in like energy and mentality. And what I can say for the listeners that there is a part of you that's still seeking, that relationship, and don't get me wrong, we all, we all truly want our divine counterpart, there's, like, if that's, if that's a path you're meant for, like, there is a little bit of that, like, knowing and longing there, but the shift is, like, I could do this whole life with me, like, truly just me and the divine, I could fucking do this, like, this feels good, this feels like, oh, I love my energy, (laughs) and it's, like, it's a total shift, and now, too, being in relationship from that place, it's, like, I'm not craving her attention all the time. I'm not like seeking her to like fulfill my needs. If something's off and wrong, sure, I can talk to her about that. But it's like, I know it has to come from within for this to be like that true divine union and partnership. So thank you for sharing that because it was. Yeah. That is so, so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> love is, isn't it? I just yeah. like mm, mm, love, love. I've always loved, love. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been magical. I know the listeners are just going to love your energy and everything you talks about today is just so fucking relatable. And I don't know. At least maybe we basically have the same journey and story. So, (laughs) like maybe it's relatable because I'm like, yes, that happened. Yes, that happened. Yes, that happened. (laughs) But I know the listeners are going to love it as well. Where can everyone find you? Where can they hang out? So since I'm newly married,
1: um, my name on Instagram is I am Katie Beyer and I am on Facebook as Katie Beyer and yeah, those are the two biggest platforms that
0: I'm on. And that is B-A-I-E-R. Yes. Perfect. We'll link all of it in the show notes so you don't have to worry about memorizing the spelling guys. Um, and all the Facebook, Instagram things will be there. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for being here.